Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Welcome, everyone. It's so nice to have you with us again. Norma and I are always excited to discuss new topics and to bring new ideas and insights to you, especially when it comes to the world of coaching and how coaching is so powerful in a person's life. And so some of these topics are probably our very favorite things to talk about. We hope you enjoy today's episode where we'll be talking about the power of positive thinking. Norma, do you want to say anything in the way of just getting started? Any thoughts come to your mind as I'm rolling out this introduction? Yes, welcome everybody, and I hope you've had a good week so far. I also love this topic today. I think as coaches, we have used this so much in our own lives, and we see the benefit of it, and we'd love to talk about it today so that you can see the benefit of positive thinking. I was thinking about the thoughts that we have and the power that they have in our lives, and I remembered how... I had been asked one time, and it had to do, I think, with our grandkids. But anyway, I was just sharing. They're just such good kids. And my girlfriend says, well, how do you know that they're good kids? Like, what about them? How? Why do you say that? We have seven. So <laughs> maybe the thought is one of them in the batch is probably not good. <laughs> but I just thought, it's so interesting. I walked away from that really pondering the, the question because, well, how do you know that they're all good? And I realized how much of what I choose to believe about others and about myself is that they're good. And that doesn't mean that they don't make mistakes or irritate their parents or me, but it just means that I've chosen to look at them through a certain lens that benefits their parents when they hear me say to them how amazing their kids are and how good they are. But really, the grandkids hear me say it, and they think to themselves, wow, Yaya thinks I'm a good kid. And they start living in a way to live out that idea of being good. Now, being good is a relative term, right? Like, I don't know what that actually even really means in everybody else's life. But to me, I would not ever say that they were bad. And so I know people nowadays are calling that manifesting and, and you can call it that if you would. But I just know that when people thought I was good as a child, and I heard it often, that I felt a certain, you know, responsibility to live up. To that reputation and so I don't know if you have some thoughts on that Norma or if maybe you have some other ideas about this idea of thinking positively about others and how that affects anyone who hears it really yeah I think the power of 
thinking positive. If we think we always have a choice and we can either think positively about something or we can think negatively about something, but I immediately want to say, why would you want to go the negative route? Seeing that we have a choice that we can make, why would I want the negative route? Because what we think becomes our reality. So if I am on this path every day where I think everything is negative, that is ultimately going to play out in my life. So I'm just going to make my life unnecessarily harder than it, it needs to be if I choose to to go the negative route. So I totally agree that, and even in a case where, like you mentioned, your grandkids, where you give them positive like reinforcement all the time, I think that is also teaching other people the power of seeing the good and finding the good and finding what's working in the world instead of the negative, because we get a lot of negative stuff and we face challenges all the time. So to teach other people that, you know, there is power in that positive way of thinking and, and thinking the best, not always the worst case scenario. Yeah, you said a couple of things there that were really interesting. First of all, the idea that we even have a choice. I think that is such a mind blowing concept that we don't recognize that each time we have a thought, we're choosing it. What else can you tell me about that? Like that is such a big concept, I think. When did you first start noticing that you had a choice to make about your thoughts? For me, the first time I really became aware of that we could have intentional or deliberate thoughts was when I started my personal development journey. And at that time, I learned that, you know, the thoughts that came up for us on a daily basis was very unintentional, but we had a choice that if we looked out into the world and all of the things we can't control, that we do have a choice, that we can either see the world through the lens of negativity, or we can see it in a way that can serve us. And I think once I had that realization, I think my whole world changed because previously I would think and see the world as this thing that happens to me. Whereas now that I have the awareness that I can deliberately think something, it's, it's almost like I've taken my power back because now whatever happens out there, I can decide how I want to think about it. Yeah, that's a really powerful understanding of, of, I think, life and our own mental health. I also think there is some danger, you know, touching on the idea of mental health. And I, I see people talking about, you know, having these positive mantras that they say to themselves in the morning before they get going. Mm -hmm. And that sort of thing. And you hear a lot of the catchphrase or term toxic positivity. And I think there's some real truth to the idea of just saying positive things to ourselves or, you know, doing a twist on something that's negative And we just think some thoughts to make us happy, right? We try to turn that frown upside down sort of thing or whatever. I think Mm -hmm. There's some real danger and some real harm that can come from that. And I'll explain what I mean just a little bit in that if there is an underlying thought and an emotion of pain, some kind of hurt or any kind of 
lingering emotion that hasn't been dealt with, whatever it is, and we start telling ourselves, I shouldn't feel this way. This is bad. I have to turn this emotion into something positive. So I will just think a happy thought or think a positive thought and just kind of glue it on top of something that is already really asking us for attention and to do some work in that area. I think this idea of positive thinking can actually become very negative in our own lives and in our own emotional health, even having sometimes physical outcomes as well, just the, the sense of unwellness because we're trying so hard to be positive and really punishing ourselves for having any emotion other than a positive emotion. And especially in a talk like this, where you have people like us telling you that you have this kind of power, then we start thinking there's something wrong with me. You know, it compounds and it really becomes unhealthy. And I really think that's, you know, 99% of the work that you and I love to do in coaching is, is helping people experience the negative emotions, allowing them to rise to the surface, uncovering them. Sometimes we bury them and they're creating so much havoc in our lives. And we often compound them with also the guilt and the shame of thinking that I shouldn't have this feeling. I should be able to overcome this with my brain without ever dealing with that core issue, that negative emotion really is pointing us and giving us clues that there is a thought here that is causing us a lot of pain and needs attention. Yeah, you're right. I agree. I think also we rob ourselves of the opportunity to actually go and look at something because if we don't, if we keep saying I'm okay or I just want to be positive, we don't look at the actual problem and then we don't take the time. We firstly don't acknowledge it to ourselves that there's this thing. But I think if we actually acknowledge it to ourselves and we start like exploring it and examine it and, and ask ourselves a bit more questions about it, it's actually something that a lot of times maybe isn't as bad as we think because a lot of times when there's thinking in our minds and it stays there, it becomes so jumbled up that we make it far worse than it really is. So if we examine it and we ask ourselves questions about it and maybe we maybe talk to other people about it, then it gives us the opportunity to see, sort of unravel it and make it less complicated and talk about it. And then we'll realize, but this thing that I've been worrying about so much or I've been pushing down so much isn't even that big of a deal. And all this time I've just been trying to like hide it. So it robs us of really, you know, dealing with things that unnecessarily, I think, holds us back. That's really good. It's kind of like cleaning out the closet in a way, right? I like, yeah, yeah, right. That really fresh start. And we think, I love what you said there, just that we think it's going to be so big. And we think that if as soon as we allow that negative emotion or that thought that's creating it really float to the top, we think the whole Jenga pile, right? The whole thing is all going to mm -hmm. collapse around us and we'll have, I don't know, we catastrophize. We're going to have, you know, it's going to ruin relationships and it's going to cause all this drama. And often yeah, you're all, right. all it does is free us 
<laughs> from the pain and allows us to start living in truth and in alignment with our thoughts and our goals and our lives. That's, you, yeah, you've just described it to a T there. I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it for sure. I think one of the greatest things we can do and what we can give to ourselves and what is possible is to decide that we are going to love others and accept others exactly the way they come. I had an experience where I was leading a group of women and I was new to them and I came into the room and I just told them how excited I was to be there and that I'd, you know, they'd been on my mind or I, and that I'd been praying for them. And so that is one of the first things I said to them in this new relationship with them not really knowing me and probably wondering if they'd like me or not. I remember telling them, I just came out and I just said, you know what? I'm just going to assume right off the top that we love each other because I know I love you, but I'm going to assume that you love me too. And so any communications that we have, like on text or anything, if you just fire me a quick text, I'm going to for sure know right away that there's a big old happy face and a heart next to it because I just know that you love me. At least that's how I see the world. I just think everybody likes me. Like it's going to be a good time. People love me. <laughs> and I really chose that relationship with this, these women. And I led them for over 10 years. And I just kept thinking anything that came my way, I thought, well, you know what, I know she loves me. And so that was a really wonderful start to a relationship. And I really tried to maintain that conscientiously that, that these women love me, and we're going to have a great time. But I love what you're saying, because I think that how did it impact the relationship going forward with you almost like setting the standard for the text and our communication is always coming from this place of I'm, I'm expecting or I'm assuming the best. Yeah. Yeah. It gave a lot of freedom, I think, for them. I think they felt free to communicate as long as I was willing to love them and to expect and accept that they probably love me too. It really set it up nicely. There's a lot of troubles you can overcome in in a big organization if we're just deciding that right off the bat. And there's no reason why not to. You know, you think of what would be the benefit, again, of me going in there thinking, well, I really have to watch my back and they're probably not going to like me. I'm new. Like that just wouldn't have helped. Like this put us ahead light years, I felt you know, in the relationship and in our ability to, to work together. So, I mean, it maybe doesn't work for, for everyone, but it sure, it sure had a, I think a huge impact on how we mm. functioned as a group. And it makes me think of, you obviously did that with intention. And I think a lot of times people think that people with a lot of positive thinking is, was just maybe born that way. And I don't think you were born that way. We all, you know, we we know that we have this tendency to always be looking out into the world and find what's wrong and find what's not working. So it isn't, I think, natural for us to think positively. Everything that happens for a lot of us, you know, the first tendency is always to think the negative part. So I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with anyone that always thinks 
you know, maybe first the, the negative side to it, but it does take intention for us to stay positive because again, it's that choice that we have and why would we want to go the negative route? Because that's going to impact our lives in a negative way. So I think for me, it's continuously just training myself to see the good in what's happening. And if, and if it isn't what I anticipated, if I didn't expect that outcome, I think just to try and see the, the, the positive in it, which is how did I grow from that? Or what can I learn from that? Or what was the lesson from that? How do you sort of, what do you think about what I just said? Yeah, I love the validation, I think, that you offered in that statement is just so good. Just the idea that it's okay that this is how you think if it's a negative thought first or this wasn't good enough. I think you're right. That is our our natural tendency is to go there. And so for people who continuously are on that wavelength and thinking from that place, that is normal. That is healthy. That is, that is constant, I think, in the human race. And so that you bring that up and say that, I think that is so freeing, even as you were saying it. I, yeah, it's okay that that's what my brain wants to do first. But, <laughs> right, with this mm -hmm. idea of an understanding that we get to choose the thought that we're going to use. And you also brought up the power of, of asking ourselves good questions is really key, I believe, to growth and to choosing thoughts that really help us rather than hurt us. And, and that, is, that is practice. That is something that is learned. And so if you don't know this, if you haven't practiced any of this or were even aware that there were choices to make, you may feel a little behind right now or think, oh, no. I've lived, you know, so many years this way, you know, how would I change it? Or we, even your brain will offer you regret over how you didn't know it until now. But the truth of the matter is, is this is the perfect time to be learning these concepts and the power of the choices that we make with our own thoughts. Yeah, that's right. I just want to go back to the, the questions. I think we tend to ask ourselves a lot of low quality questions instead of asking ourselves questions that has the possibility for us to answer it in a way that is serving us. So a perfect example is if I ask myself, why does this always happen to me? I think the chances of you answering that in a negative way is so much higher than if I ask myself, how can I do this or how can I try and do this better the next time? So I think for a lot of people and a lot of people I see in my practice, that is really a thing that we spend time on because we don't, we're not aware of even the questions we ask ourselves. And if we can just change that, the type of question we ask ourselves, I think that is going to like trigger positivity in, in such a huge way because we are not even going to have the option to give ourselves a negative answer because that question is so powerful. We don't have a choice then give ourselves a positive, inspiring answer that serves us. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that question about why is this happening to me and that sort of thing, we don't recognize often how that is inviting to start feeling sorry for ourselves or to find somebody in our life or an experience that we had that we can say, there it is. That's why I'm like this. Right. Really good point about the powerful questions. I, I love that. I think that's probably one of the most poignant aspects really of this particular conversation and, and this episode for sure. Well done, Norma. <laughs> one last question that I want to ask is whenever we, and, and speaking about choices earlier, I think whenever we're faced with, you know, taking the path of either going the negative route or the positive route, I think it's it's always safe to go back to who do I want to be in this situation? And I think if we like just pause for a second and think, how do I want to show up in this situation? How, you know, if I think of the woman I want to be, how would I respond to the situation? And I think that's also can be a reminder for us to, to maybe just use our, use, use intention and use, Maybe just our, you know, dig a bit, little bit deeper and find who we want to be in this situation and then sort of relook at it and see, you know, do I want to see this in a negative way or do I want to see it in a positive way? And, you know, where each of those scenarios leads us. So I like always going back to who do I want to be in this situation? And that majority of the time leads me to to choose the the positive thinking instead of, again, choosing the worst case scenario. Well, thank you so much. An amazing talk. And we really look forward to the opportunity to bring you some new insights and exciting topics in the weeks to come. Thank you. I really enjoyed today. Can't wait for next week. Have a great week, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for another empowering episode of A Fold and Fabulous Over 40. We hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next. It's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.